Birkbeck BA Theatre and Drama Studies student Karen Hobbs talks to us about her time at Birkbeck and the experience of receiving a diagnosis of cervical cancer in her final year and how she used this experience to develop a show which she's taking to this year's Edinburgh Festival. The interview with Karen starts with an extract from her show which includes strong language. So it's Tuesday the 14th of November 2014. I'm on the 155 bus from my flat in Ballam to St George's Hospital in Tooting. I've been bleeding in between periods and after sex for a few weeks now and my boyfriend at the time, who for this show we're going to call Gerard Butler because he looks like Gerard Butler, uh, although he's nowhere near as rich or successful, he said, oh Karen, is it because my dick's too big? Mm, it wasn't. And I did what most of us do in time of crisis. I went on to Google. The top result said that I either had cervical cancer or an STI. So I booked a doctor's appointment and kept my fingers crossed for chlamydia. I went to the sex clinic in Soho where Sebastian the doctor, Sinead the training nurse and Gary the practice manager all had a slice of my lady pie and said I needed to go to the proper doctor's because I didn't have chlamydia. So I went and saw a nurse called Elizabeth, and she said that she was referring me for a colposcopy, which is basically a camera up your chuff. My friend Helen Fish is waiting for me at the hospital, and she's had a a colposcopy before, so I don't really feel too bad about it. I'm kind of scared, but not scared, because she's had one and it was fine. But I think about this horrible C word that I've seen all over the internet and I've got that sicky dreadful feeling in your tummy when you see something bad and I'm kind of expecting the worst but not because when people say they prepare for the worst nobody actually prepares for the worst. So I was 22 when I enrolled at Birkbeck and started at Birkbeck and before that I had um, been living in London for a few years after my A-levels and was doing bits of acting like a couple of fringe plays, a couple of kind of web series bits and things and doing any and every job under the sun from like all the promo work, perfume sampling and John Lewis, flyering, anything and everything you can think of and I kind of because of that industry and the kind of promo and temp world lots of people are performers um in their real lives so lots of my friends were actors writers etc and I just felt what made me go and enroll at Birkbeck was that I felt a little bit out of my depth when I would go and see one of their plays and then talk to the the creative team afterwards talk to a director and he'd say about you know like what inspired him or what the context around the show was and obviously understood what people were talking about but I didn't know enough to be able to contribute I felt out of my depth and that was the world I wanted to be in now that I've well I've almost finished I haven't quite graduated I would say that I have a lot more knowledge about well all of the knowledge I think um, that I now have about where why something why a piece of theatre is made what um what inspires people to work what happened at a particular point in history to trigger a certain genre of theatre's birth or why theatre makers now make modern work that responds to social issues um I've learned yeah just basically from the start to finish of time in theatre but that sounds very dramatic but then I've done a drama degree um I know now the thing that I've taken away from it the most I think it's going to be the most useful is how to make and respond um, to a social issue, which is what I've done. So you heard me 
talking about going for the colposcopy, which is um, a camera up the vagina so they can see what's going on. And so I went for that appointment after the referral at St George's Hospital on Tuesday the 4th of November, as I described. And I um, had a, a doctor, a nice lady, have a look at me. And she said, um, I'm just going to go and get somebody else. And when someone says that, and then the man that walks in is a mister rather than a doctor, and he's got a blue three-piece suit on, you think... Okay, so it's probably not just a hormonal imbalance or something. Um, Then he had a look at me and wasn't looking for very long. And he said, "Okay, get dressed. Um, So I got dressed. And you know, you just know when something bad is coming. Because I'd seen cancer all over the internet when I'd Googled, which um, I'm glad I did because it kind of half prepared me for not a complete shock. Um, But then I sat down and said is it cancer? Because I'd seen it on the internet. And he looked at me and said, we've got to wait for the results of the biopsy, because obviously he can't he can't say for definite. Um, and I thought, yeah, but you must know, because you've been doing this for years, you've got silver hair, you've been doing this all your adult life. So I said, is it cancer? Just please tell me. And he was saying that we just have to wait for the results, but... And then when a man in a three-piece Navy suit that's called Mr Carter, not Dr Carter, says, but, you think... Okay, so I was just bracing myself to hear it. And he said, I've been doing this for 30 years and I'd be very surprised if it wasn't cancer. And then I said a very rude word and started crying. I had classes two to three evenings a week at that point. Um, And it was coming up for the Christmas break because it was the beginning of November. Um, So the chances of me having... When I was finding out what stage I was and what the plan of action was, um, unless it was... Like, we have to get her into surgery right now, otherwise she's going to die. The chances of me um, getting to the end of the term before treatment or surgery were quite likely. So I thought, okay, so I'm not going to have to leave classes right now and then go away for three months and and miss the end of the term. So that was good. Um, The next day, so I found out, I had a kind of early evening appointment when I found out. The next day I emailed my tutors um, and said... I've got cervical cancer. So, um, you know, just letting you know, I might have to... I can't pick and choose when my appointments are for tests and scans. So um, just letting you know... I'd always give you another heads up, you know, kind of on the day, but um, I might not be able to come to some classes in, in the future weeks. And everybody was absolutely lovely. And they said, obviously really very sorry um, but that's obviously a given of, of course they are because they're lovely people um, but they said anything you need from us just let us know if we can support you in any way just keep us posted just basically as long as I keep communicating with them they can help me as much as possible um, so I had a deadline due on the day I had surgery which obviously I didn't submit because I was having surgery. And I um, went back to class after the Christmas holidays because I had an operation um, to take out my cervix and the surrounding area, um, kind of just as the term was ending. So it meant that the four-week break was enough recovery time, not for me to be able to sort of roll around on the floor, but enough for me to be able to at least get to class and sit there. Um, I was much slower, my concentration wasn't as great, and I wouldn't be um, perhaps as actively involved in discussions in the first few weeks back in in the January term. Um, And I didn't submit everything on time. I wish I could have, but I just didn't. And I was late with a lot of things, and I was getting quite anxious and stressed, obviously. 
um, as I'm sure lots of people do, and then especially when something bad happens. But um, like they, like my tutors requested at the start of it all, I just kept them posted on what was happening. And if I couldn't finish something in time, I said, I'm really sorry. I just need a little bit longer because I'm struggling. Um, and they were very, very accommodating. So I'm very grateful. And when it came to deciding on what we wanted to do for our final dissertation, we could either choose to do uh, a longer research essay or a slightly shorter research essay and accompanying performance piece. Obviously, I chose the performance piece and I thought, OK, I'd started to do stand-up comedy um, and do five-minute sets about cancer. And that that had been and is still, Touchwood, going, going quite well. I'm enjoying it. And I thought, OK, what can I do in my dissertation and final piece that relates to to what I'm doing now as in writing the blog and performing stand-up and then I thought hang on the whole kind of point that is being hammered home to us in a, in a very nice way was that it's important in contemporary theatre to make things and respond to like social or political issues that are going on and to use theatre to make a change and the biggest response that I'd had from my articles and blog that I'd written was that lots of people are so embarrassed to go for their smear tests because it is embarrassing to show your vagina to a stranger. I get it. It's uncomfortable. But if you don't go for your smear test, what if you get cancer like I did? I was too young to go for a smear test. So I missed, um, I didn't even have the chance to, to go for one and then find out there were abnormal cells that had already turned into cancer. But there was a lot of um, kind of negative not to my word, but negative response from people saying, I just, I feel so embarrassed, or, oh no, I can't, or I have I can't book my smear test, it's too embarrassing, or people would think that if you have cervical cancer, it means you are quite promiscuous, because it's um, the development of the HPV virus that lots of sexually active adults have, it's passed on through sexual contact, and people would say, oh, you know, well, I'd, I'd read articles online about, that other people had written, or that I'd written, and there'd be comments like, um, you know, don't don't get sexually active until you can shoulder all responsibility but you can get hpv once from a con using a condom so it's just not true and even if it were true and you were promiscuous so what it doesn't matter as long as you look after yourself and don't hurt other people so there's lots of kind of judgment and negativity around the type of cancer i had and i think it's bad enough having cancer let alone having to defend how you got it it just seems so absurd and i thought that is just perfect material but keeping in my funny kind of humorous approach that's perfect material to write and to perform in a kind of academic way it was kind of just on a plate really and also my favorite subjects myself so it was perfect so I've never been to the fringe never even been to Scotland and on Sunday I'm getting on a train with my bag of tricks and hoping to perform every day to a fairly happy audience uh yeah I'm very scared I feel completely out of my depth completely I don't feel prepared at all and there's a lot of things I'm now thinking oh if I'd done that earlier this would be much better or if I'd started doing this oh I'd be in a much better position but now it's too late but I kind of you know that adrenaline feeling you get when you're almost overtired which I am um but I'm kind of riding on the panic but excitement so I feel jittery on edge nervous scared but also very very excited I get to perform my own show for a month it's cool what next after Edinburgh and after Birkbeck? So I, if the show goes well in Edinburgh, which I hope it does because the previews in London were kind of well received, which is nice, I would like to carry on performing the show in um, various theatres or even for events that are around 
like the issues that I'm discussing maybe fundraisers who knows kind of what opportunities will present themselves but I'd like to be very available to go with the show and use it also from a theatrical point of view I'd like to keep performing it to people but also from an educational point of view because I think sometimes it's easier to educate and inform people on the things that are, especially if they're uncomfortable subjects through something creative like theatre um, so I am going to the Women in Comedy Festival in Manchester with the show at the end of October and pending um, one final email the Calm Down Dear Festival at the Camden People's Theatre at the beginning of October and I would like to speak to people not in a theatrical sense but just in a more public speaking way about my experience and I just basically want as many people as possible to not be uncomfortable with saying the word vagina not be uncomfortable with showing their vaginas to strangers in whatever capacity they would like to but particularly a smear test and I think the more we can talk and laugh about things the more awareness we can raise and which ultimately it sounds dramatic but it would save lives so I'm going to save lots of lives <laughs>